Hey, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Qualitative Reach, Episode 3. Today, we've got Rob Carricker on the line, Rob with Absolute Solar. Um, we're going to be talking about the solar industry, where it's going, and how they've put together this brand that... Um, it's the most amazing thing I've seen. Every person that seems to come in touch with them, clients, um, fellow contractors, uh, want, want to just hug these guys. The, there's so much love that comes at them from the people that they they overlap with. It's, it's um, you know, awe-inspiring. And uh, Rob's at the stage of life where, you know, they're hitting second and third gear, um, and it's it's gelling for him really really well and i'm excited to have him here rob are you here i am i am yes happy to be here thank you great great i'm, I'm glad you're here man it, it means a lot to me and i um um i'm excited to have you here um before we get going i'd like to run through the social contract we have with the audience really quick so everyone's on the same page um the purpose of qualitative reach is we bring in people who've established businesses uh, based on their networking, their people skills, and holding together relationships at a very high level. Um, for those, for the guys on the show, it's you know it's an opportunity to talk into a very uh, a high level club. And for people listening, it helps um, hopefully you know seeing your struggles as their inspiration as they're coming of age. Uh, we we pulled this together because I needed reach with um, multifamily sales. I, you know, I market multifamily at um, NEI in Michigan and help pull together partnerships. And, you know, we just we just needed a way to share something of quality with high level people every week that that's real and um, and, you know, shares. So with that, with that set of ground rules, are you um, you you willing to, you know, come on in and jump in? Well, hey, I'm here. Let's do it. I'm All right. Here. All right. So so when you started out. Um, right now you're at the point where municipalities are, are working with you with, you know, open arms. And, um, you know, I think, I think, you know, dating back in our conversations, there's some stories of you working in a bar during college. Um, how do you connect the dots? Sure. Uh, well, you know, it, um, didn't exactly fall in my Um, far- they just came to you. Said, hey, bar guy. Not quite. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'd say pretty much the opposite. Um, and so, to, I, I mean, really, to give you um, a, a full picture um, of, of kind of how I got here, uh, you know, would, I'd have to go back a little ways, even just before college. Um, you know, I'd like like most young teenagers, I, I I just was more interested in you know whatever it is I was doing that week that weekend, um, and then. To be honest, uh, things changed a little bit um, when I went to uh, uh, Michigan Theater, um, which is in Ann Arbor, and, and, and watched a uh, documentary that, that had to do with um, our changing climate. And uh, to be honest, uh, kind of like a light bulb almost went off. Um, it's something felt like I, I you know, that, OK, there, I have a direction here. Um, now I had absolutely no idea, uh, you know, how to pursue that. That which I now you know really started to, to care about. Um, so you know went to went to my undergrad, um, started that at MSU, uh, spent maybe more time than I should have enjoying myself, um, but still you know obviously I, I always knew education was really important. Um, so spent a fair amount of time um, you know like volunteering, um, interning things like that, 
with a few different places, but really um, where things started to change uh, was where, you know, towards the end of my um, undergrad uh, time or experience there at MSU, I, I was interning at uh, the House of Reps, actually, in, in purely a volunteer basis, just to kind of get my name out there, make some connections. Um, and I was uh, one of the runners on the floor that during session, uh, you know, just running messages or you know, doing errands. Um, not paid, you know, but it, to me, it was definitely worth my time. I never missed a day and things kind of changed when one day, you know, I, I, I parked to go to work, um, or volunteer, um, and I was driving my, you know, two door Cavalier, no air conditioning, mind you. And I had to wear a suit to work. So that was a rough summer. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I pull in and in, in my hurry to get in, cause I had a few blocks that I had to get. Um, to actually get to the um, Capitol building in Lansing, um, pouring rain, just pouring rain. And in my hurry, I quickly shut the door and, and start to leave, only to realize that I've locked my keys in my car with the car running. Um, oh, no. You know, it was a. Uh, and the umbrella in the car, too. And the umbrella in the car. You, you got it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think you were that guy. <laughs> you know, and this was this was like, a you know, maybe a Friday. I can't remember exactly. But um you know, I you know, was with my friends the night before and, and, and definitely was in a hurry that morning. Right. So anyways, I'm, I find myself in the rain, car running, kind of at a loss. Um, I decide there's not much I can do about this. What's more important is to make sure that I'm I'm there when I said I would be. Uh, so I start running in my suit in the in the pouring rain to get to the Capitol building, um, only to be cut off by a car pulling out of a driveway. Turns out the person in that car recognized me and it was the um, clerk of the house time um and he rolled his window down and you know you need a ride sure you know so i hop in got to talking he got to know me for just a minute um and then shortly thereafter i i decided about a week later you know i i want a job a real job um and i feel like i know people now i've put in my time i've been you know never missed a day um and so i i simply went to the clerk's office and, and said my intentions and you know i like being here i want to work here and was literally given a job that day and was sent to HR to get a new badge. Um, and so that was my first lesson. And, you know, sometimes you just have to do it. Um, it's not going to be handed to you. You have to make, take the initiative, you know? So um, from there, you know, I, I, I worked there while also you know doing school and then waiting tables at night, um, making ends meet, uh, making rent and then graduated. Um, and then uh, from there, got a job at uh, environmental consulting firm, um, thinking, you know, okay, yeah, you know, I, I know I want to be in this field. This might work well. Um, to be honest with you, I ended up just really not liking that, that position. I didn't like, um, you know, really how, how employees were treated um, as far as, you know, not really being valued for anything beyond what goes on um, my most basic sort of timesheet. You know, even, hey, you got to go to the bathroom. That's five minutes. You better write it down. Right? Um, so, really um, just didn't, didn't have a good fit there. It was great experience though, as I learned um, a fair amount of sort of the other side of the industry as far as consulting um, and then moved on to an energy efficiency company uh, shortly thereafter uh, where I, I learned a lot about kind of how to not um, what were basically what not to do <laughs> as far as a growth standpoint, they were growing. Like well, okay, so they had, they had a great concept. Um, with with energy efficiency, and they were working with consumers' energy, um, and they had a really really good 
thing going for them where they would be able to do small energy efficient upgrade packages for homeowners, whether it's LEDs, you know, low flow faucet heads, all would be paid for by consumers, allowing them to do energy audits, which would then lead to retrofit. Um, so, you know, it was going very well, um, but they were so eager to just grow quickly, exponentially, without really um, a, th a thought or concern for sustainability. And what I, you know, quickly, you know, looking around, realizing that, uh, you know, they're bringing on a lot of people that I, I, I might not <laughs> agree with and growing very, you know, too quickly. And what do you know, um, very shortly thereafter, things started to unravel pretty quickly um, when only a few months before things seemed so incredibly, uh, you know, optimistic in general. Um, so I, I, I took a lot away from that as far as, you know, growing from a sustainable standpoint um, and, and. So here's when things really got interesting. Um, during my time there, all of a sudden, I, I, I came down with an illness um, that ended up being an extremely rare illness. And I, you know, I know, Todd, I, you and I uh, have had some great conversations over the last year or two, but I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I did spend a lot of time in the hospital. Um, it was a really rare illness. Only maybe 1% of the population gets it. Um, was in the hospital for weeks. There's weeks I don't remember. Um, other than maybe seeing a preacher in the room. So it was kind of scary. Um, but during that time, you know, being basically I'm going to die. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, I, I'm quite literally you're facing 20 years, You're 20 some years old. Yeah. I mean, my, last night's being written read right to you. Literally. Yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm like, you know, 23 or whatever at the time and facing my own mortality, staring at right, right down the abyss. I mean, it was there. I was all the way there. Um, the only other person I think in North America that had this uh, disease at the same time was a kid in Canada um, who was a few years younger than me. And, and I know that just because there are so many, you know, whole groups of doctors working on this at the same time, which, you know, I, now looking back, the older I get, the more I, I, I appreciate my parents for um, their, their incredible support for that, and, you know, through that time. And they were able to somehow not fully break down <laughs> in front of me on my practical deathbed. But where I'm going with this is that it, it really realigned my priorities um, and it allowed me to see things clearly for what, uh, you know, what life's about. And, and it, it motivated me, you know, and then I kind of told myself, you know, if I can get through this, I'm going to I am going to use my time to do something to, my, to the best of my abilities that I believe in. And, you know, and I already had that mentality, but, you know, you're younger and distractions can happen, but. As soon as I was able to finally, after a year, literally of recovery, um, I was able to start uh, law school finally, which I had to delay. And, and I had a whole new uh, you know, sense of motivation and, and purpose um, for what's important. And that, that just, just really drove me, you know, at least in the short term, to, to work incredibly hard. Um, so I learned a lot um, at that point. And now I'm in law school, you know, and... Um, from here, it's still unclear. I know generally the direction I'm going, but, you know, at this point really didn't, um, know exactly how this was going to play out. I thought, Hey, you know, I'm going to go and be some big shot attorney and, you know, maybe I'll go after BP, whatever. I'm going to do something that'll make such a big difference in the world. And then at some point you told your parents you were shifting away from law to put <laughs> silicon panels plastic right. in people's roofs. right so exactly so you know i'm i'm, I'm in law and they're going couldn't we have had a comedian right right it was a tough sell as you can imagine <laughs> i met i met my business partner actually running the environmental law society together um never knew him before then he was vp i was president at the time we became friends 
and, and, and sort of at one point kind of came to this realization that, you know, you know, I've worked in, in the environmental field, which actually um, during this time, I was still waiting tables to make ends meet. And then also working for um, a mitigation company, environmental, um, you know, like a radon VOCs, they did mitigation systems. I was working for them as a assistant sales manager and waiting tables. Um, it was, you know, always making ends meet. Um, and then, you know, at that time, I basically had this realization that, you know what, I think I can not only, not only do I believe that there's a niche here and there's a, an, an opening in the industry, but there's something that I believe in that others are not doing. And I think we can do it better. And my business partner and I kind of started to hatch this. I mean, I, I, I he took a little convincing, um, you know, at the time, uh, but, uh, you know, we, we started to hash this plan and then we both had to separately go to our families and say, Hey, you know, we're not gonna go be attorneys, you know, hate to burst your bubble. Um, but we're going to do something totally different. That's outside of the normal playbook. Thank you for spending $200,000. Yes. Thank you for all your incredible support, which by the way, I did pay for my own law school, you know, <laughs> so I will say that. Um, but, but, uh, they, they still, you know, obviously I, I'm all forever grateful to my family and, and the support that they provided. Um, but you know, it, it wasn't an easy sell. You know, I had, I had a lot of sort of those that really, you know, um, people just didn't really understand why I would want to do something so outside of the status quo to go and try to start some sort of environmental company where, Hey, you have your JD, just you're good. You know? Yeah. Just um, go punch your ticket. Right. And, and, and I did not, it just, that wasn't for me. And, and, and so, I, so what drove, what what's the motivation what what drives the interest you know what's sure. what's the passion that gets you guys up in the morning well okay so um you know i'd say a few things uh one um i genuinely believe in the importance of what we do you know whether regardless of you know um where you stand in the world i believe you know because as it might you know i'm a scientist at heart really i mean that's that was my undergrad um, I believe in the science and the numbers and the, and, and the data. And, you know, we are facing a, uh, a, you know, change in our climate that is going to be very detrimental. And I believe that knowing, having the knowledge that I had, I, I felt res responsible to try to do something that would help in, in general for the greater good. And I know that sounds cheesy. Um, and, and many people laugh at me, um, when I, when I talk like that, but it, but it's sincere. It really is. And I, I, I really do believe that you should believe in what you do, care about what you do. And so not only did I have that, you know, drive, but also, you know, I, I had a bit of a reality check um, when I got to law school that, you know, just because you go and you get decent grades in law school doesn't mean you just get handed some sort of dream job where you get to go and set precedent that's going to change, you know, environmental policy across the board. You know, that's lightning in a bottle. Mm -hmm. There's maybe five positions in the country where somebody gets to make a real, you know, effect on future policy from that, um, you know, legal position, and, you know, or, or setting precedent. So, you know, right away, it's like, you know, I had that realization. It's not what it's cracked up to be. Plus, I'll be honest with you. I mean, environmental law is very administrative. It's very dry. It's not exciting. You know, mm -hmm. you're, you're usually arguing some sort of specific civil procedure <laughs> uh, point not the actual science um, behind it. So not only did it not really interest me that much, 
um, I also just didn't see this opening or opportunity that I initially expected. So I had to adapt, to be honest. Um, also, you know, working at, I worked at that, uh, you know, efficiency company. I also worked at a mitigation company and a consulting firm all in the environmental field. So, you know, that gave me a really good insight on all different aspects of the sector. And across the board, I felt that, I mean, to be honest, and I don't want to sound um, <laughs> a big headed or anything, but I felt like I could always do the job better than my boss. And I, I kind of always felt that this could be done better. Why are they not doing X, Y, and Z? So when you combine, you know, sort of one pathway kind of closing the way I thought it would be, and then other things presenting themselves through experience when it comes to, hey, you know, why, why, aren't th why isn't this being done better? That, to me, showed an opening. Um, I also wondered why a lot of environmental companies weren't combining services. You know, why are you only doing this one specific thing when there's, it's so much alike other things, you know, synergies of service um, that didn't exist. And, and to this day, I mean, we, we plan on adding a lot of services to our current um, company model. Um, but even with what we have now, before we expand, I believe we're the only company that offers exactly what we offer. So um, what, so what exactly do you offer with absolute? Sure. And, um, and who wears what hats? Yeah, no, we've, we've, we've kind of all fallen into um, really comfortable positions that make sense that we we can all exceed in or, or, or thrive in. Um, but we, we do, you know, solar energy, renewable energy is kind of, I'd say the main focus. Um, you know, we enjoy that a lot. That that's what kind of um, a majority of what we do. Um, but, you know, not only is it production, um, whether it's commercial, residential, um, you know, it can be flat roof, pitch roof, really, you know, ground mount, you name it. Um, but also storage, um, battery backup, um, you know, electric vehicle charging. Um, that's all these things we're currently doing and, and, and plan to expand. We're going to be taking people off grid in the next few years as well. Um, but we also do in, in environmental testing. So air and water quality testing, pretty much anything you can imagine. Um, and um, inspections. So property inspections, home inspections and commercial inspections, um, which all kind of tie together. And then we do, we do have plans to um, expand our services. Um, but as of right now, uh, you know, Dan and I have really fallen into some really good roles um, as far as what we do. Um, we've learned that, um, you know, we all can't do everything. We, we need to, uh, you know, focus our time and effort on things that we are, um, you know, best at to, to, to maximize our time. And um, so, I, you know, I've kind of fallen into the CEO role, um, whereas Dan has fallen into COO, um, you know, and, and that works really, really well. Uh, Dan doesn't have any interest in doing things like this, <laughs> um, you know, or, or say being interviewed by local TV, things like that, client interactions, sales, these sorts of things. Whereas he's, he's really good at, at keeping me in check and keeping me grounded um, on, well, you know, this purchase order is going to come in at this time. This is where our numbers are at, you know, reality check. I tend to be um, really optimistic, you know, um, which works. And then we do actually have a third um, owner as well, who oddly enough, I met at one of these environmental jobs I had in the past, um, but he brings a whole nother aspect to the table um, as far as more, much more of a construction based sort of hands-on knowledge, heavy equipment, things like that. Um, and so he's our installation director and has his own set of skills. And so we all fall very well into our, our positions and our roles, um, which I think is a 
you know, big reason of why we've been able to be successful because it just works. And I think what we do. So, so, you know, from people who've, who've been down the road of building organizations, when you start talking, um, three partners, when you start talking multiple decision makers, um, what are the, what are the rules for engagement? What's, you know, where, how do you guys define, you know, respect, um, areas of expertise, you know, what does that look like? You know, how do you, how do you keep things from, you know, maybe becoming, you know, friction filled? Sure. Um, well, I mean, you know, I don't, I'm not going to say that our, um, method or our background necessarily applies to everyone. Um, but it was interesting, you know, I, I kind of with, with, um, um, my one co-owner, majority co-owner that I met in law school, you know, we sort of started as friends, but it was in that very much kind of law school professional environment. So that was always sort of held. And then, and then the other owner um, who I met at that uh, efficiency company, you know, we really started just as friends. You know? And um, when we all came together, it was sort of a meeting of the minds, different positions. I think at first, it was sort of a collective or a shared responsibility because I mean, to be honest with you, it was literally just us three and we didn't have employees. So it was, it was much more of a collective, you know, effort when we were all working towards the same task on any given day, as things started to expand and grow, um, it was obvious that roles needed to be defined. Um, and so, you know, part of it was natural, um, you know, we just naturally, I'm going to jump in and grab this, whatever that thing is, because this is what I'm best at, you know? So I think it was an understanding amongst the owners that, you know, giving each other a bit of respect when it comes to expertise or whatever that thing might be, for instance, you know, uh, Jared, who um, was the guy I mentioned that had a lot of that kind of construction expertise, you know, a problem comes up that it has to do with construction, something that he has um, some experience in, we're going to defer to him, you know? Um, yeah, it, I don't it, think, I don't think he's going to be too comfortable with you guys swinging a hammer. Right now. Hey, I don't get me wrong. <laughs> I've worked some hard jobs, landscaping jobs. You know, I've had to, I've had to take a pickaxe to some clay walls in my time. So I know, I definitely know what it's like to have a lot of blisters on your hands. You know, there's no question. Um, <laughs> You know, but but with that being said, I also know that, you know, I'm not going to be I'm not going to be able to give myself to the company in the most, you know, I guess, efficient way if I'm standing there with a shovel. You know, I can do more um, by, you know, working on the website, you know, work, talking to clients, for instance. So basically what happened is after we started to realize, OK, we're going to grow we're bringing on people, we did, you know, really we had a we had a meeting and a, it, it defined role. We, we blocked out, you know, kind of, this is your defined role. This is your title. And, you know, this is literally a list of responsibilities that go along with that title. So blocking out sort of, you know, who is responsible for what. Um, and then, and then, you know, I might not always agree with, or I might think something a little differently than one of the other owners in any particular thing. But if this is something that is very square within their expertise or their responsibility, we have to learn to, you know, support each other. Um, now I'm going to step aside and say, Hey, here's what I think, but I'm not going to do that in front of employees. For instance, you know? um, and so we found this really nice balance where we all have something that not only are we good at, but we also enjoy, you know, we, we feel good in the roles we're in 
And then we're allowing ourselves to stay within those roles and then thrive and then support each other. You know? um, and it took some time though, to be honest, it didn't, it didn't all fall into place right away. We, we worked for a while together and then it started to become apparent that some of, you know, you know this thing just fits better here than it does there. And, you know, and that's kind of how, how it went. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's still a work in progress. I mean, you know, we are young. Um, that is one thing. A lot of people, that's, that's a hurdle we have to overcome um, that, that uh, people think, oh, because you're young, you don't know what you're doing. And, you know, I disagree with that, but um, we are always striving to try and be better than we were the day before. And if that means so, we'll have to adjust, so be it. So let's go back to the people who say things. So how do you, um, how do you get, you know, because you've got to work through that perspective. How do you get this um, affinity that that is shared uh, towards you from from your customers and in you know the people who who buy from you and seek you out? I mean, how do you? I mean, how do you? How do you build those relationships? Because you have a very high affinity from people in the marketplace that that look for you. Yeah, I mean, you know, we we do. I, I can't I can't argue that I. You know, it's, it's, it's a good question. Um, I mean, we do operate mostly on referrals still and have been able to take that and, you know, exponential growth without really, I mean, we didn't take out any capital, you know, investment, nothing like that. This was literally just, you know, I, I waited tables and saved money and put it towards the business. I mean, that's literally it. But I, I, I think people identify with a few things um, in particular the biggest one, just being sincere, being since, you know, just sincerity in general. Um, I really, really believe that if you, if you approach people, you know, in a way that is based on, you know, respect and honesty, it resonates. Um, you know, and, and it's, a, I often, I often don't really maybe necessarily, uh, realize how much, um, we, clients like us and stuff, because to me, it's like, well, of course we act like this. How else would you behave? Right. Um, but it's really about a couple things. It's about not only being sincere with people and trying to treat every client or every project as, as if it was your own. I mean, that's what I drive home with our guys all the time is that, you know, when you walk into this house, how would you want somebody walking into your own home, you know, and, and, and treating them accordingly. Um, but then, you know, also I think a lot of people identify with the passion behind it. You know, that this wasn't, I didn't, you know, we didn't start a renewable energy company, environmental company, just because, oh, that, you know, there's money to be made. So I started it, you know, I mean, in which that's fine too, but we started it because it was something that we initially cared about and were passionate about. And we believed in. people really identify with that. Um, when you, when you are able to not only bring respect and, and sincerity to the table, but then when you bring something that's very genuine and real behind it, you believe in what you're doing. Um, it's, it, it really seems to resonate. Um, and, and also availability and communication, um, with clients. I mean, honestly, almost all of our clients can call me directly on my own cell phone if they want. I mean, I'm available for people. I'm available for clients. You know, I want them to know that their concerns and their interests are, you know, being taken into account and that we're genuinely trying to make sure that they get the experience and the, and the final product that they were expecting. And then, you know, when you combine all that, it, it really surprises me when I hear all these stories about 
how horribly people have been treated by contractors and other companies. Um, and so then when you actually show them something different, it's like, wow, you know, it, it, it really seems to stick. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think when you combine all that stuff, um, it, it, it really presents clients with, with uh, an image of a working relationship that they've maybe not had um, through previous experiences. Yeah, I think so. And I think, you know, I'm remembering it's kind of dangerous here because I'm going off script um, into your into your past stories and maybe you'll remember them. But there was there was a story a while back where you were on someone's roof unexpectedly painting. Um, I don't know if you remember that one. Well, we're painting the conduit. <laughs> yeah, showing up, showing up and they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, and I'm here to paint their conduits. Like, you know, there's snow on the roof. They're, why, why are you here? I'm like, oh, well, because, you know, I said I would do this. Well, but there's snow on the roof. Yeah, but, you know, I can still get up there and I'm going to do it. It might be a weekend. Well, that's fine because I'm here for it. You know, <laughs> um, I, I did end up having to actually uh, jump off that roof because I was sliding <laughs> um, twice, mind you. Literally to paint a few feet of conduit, I ended up having to jump off a roof twice in the same day. Um, I'm paraplegic, but my word was good. And my word was good. That's right. I, I, literally, I'll break my leg for you. I will break my <laughs> leg for you. <laughs> right. and, and that is not the only time I've have to jump. I've had to jump off a roof. Uh, <laughs> there have been other times uh, when, you know, a ladder slides and then it's me and three guys. Who's going to jump? Well, it's going to be me. We all know it's going to be me. Okay. <laughs> you know, so, and I'm happy to do it. You know, you, you find, you, you, you plan it out, find a nice bush that you're looking for that might take the fall a little bit better. That's not a nice one, mind you. <laughs> that's the client. Um, so, yes, um, but, it, but you know, you do these types of things, and people are not used to it, and it means a lot. And absolutely, I have found that sincerity and respect and honesty goes a lot further than you might realize. Absolutely. So, so where, so where is the market for solar right now? Who is starting to adopt? What does the runway look like? Who's showing up to buy? Um, where can, where can investment dollars be put? What, what does the whole market look like right now? Sure. Um, well, you know, we are in a bit of a weird state right now, at least in, in Michigan. Um, there's a fair amount of uncertainty, um, mainly because of the utilities. We're, we're coming up to the end of net metering, at least, um, when that was set to expire for our major utilities here. So, um, we have, you know, we have a fair amount of unknowns out there right now. Um, that we're working through. Um, but uh, in general, though, where, where the industry is heading, it, it doesn't really matter the uncertainty and, the, and the, the obstacles that are put in front of us when it comes to the utilities. Um, you know, they have their own interest in mind. Um, but the technology itself is moving incredibly fast. Um, so, you know, when you lose net metering, which, you know, for those that don't know what that is, it's it's the, the value in which excess power at any given moment is, is credited back to the homeowner or the business owner. Um, and it goes towards future bills. Net metering is retail rate versus distributed generation, which is going to be at some lower than retail rate. Um, at this point, um, if consumers is given what DTE is given, um, that'll put us in about the bottom 5% of the country. So, you know, that's an obstacle. Um, I, you know, there's no if and or ands or buts about it. I, 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 I do. That is something I need to worry about. But with that being said, um, you know, the the material itself, the technology, you know, the panels, the batteries, it's all becoming exponentially more efficient and productive 
um, you know, by the year, which then when you combine that with a um, ramp up in production and manufacturing in general, big part of that is going to be EVs. So as EVs take off, which I think we can all realize that's definitely becoming more and more common um, as major auto industry um, players uh, commit uh, some to full EV by, you know, I don't know, 2030, things like that. Um, it's going to be much more uh, um, of a factor when it comes to battery prices in particular. So um, we're kind of at that point where we're, we're in between, I guess, phases of this industry in general. We're moving away from sort of net metering, at least in Michigan. The tax credit is phasing out, which now, by the way, we do have a whole nother year of the tax credit. So People should definitely take advantage of that. Um, 22%, it's big. Um, but then after that, only commercial 10% remains um, unless something changes. Um, but when you look at the trends of panel prices, battery prices, and efficiency, um, they're all we're all working towards essentially a um, off-grid environment, potentially, um, where you know, you're going to have the ability to um, let somebody literally be energy independent. I mean, that's, you, that's where this is heading. But you also don't have to overbuild the system either. I mean, if we're getting close on batteries, you can, some, somebody who's got a sizable property, they can, if it's an industrial building, um, you know, a larger flat roof, they can come in and, and, you know, put up, you know, a system on a hundred thousand square foot roof and maybe not overbuild it, but, you know, make sure that what they're putting up there will actually be absorbed into, you know, into the building's operations. And and then at that point, they're building to save 12 or 13 cents a kilowatt instead of hoping to sell it for two or three. Right. Right. Well, yeah, that, that's that. the beauty of batteries. Exactly. Is that anything you can capture is captured essentially at retail rate. I mean, you're getting full value if you capture it on site, you know, and it, it, the prices of the batteries are, you know, coming down exponentially. And it's also a matter of efficiency, you know, how much, how often they need to cycle in order to keep uh, their longevity. Everything is improving by the day. I mean, it, it's crazy. This, this whole industry is moving so fast, you know, and, and, and it's not only the efficiency of the batteries. I mean, obviously the cost, very similar to like you know, computers, seventies and eighties versus now you can go get a laptop, a really, really high power laptop for a few hundred dollars. Right. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's heading in that same direction. Um, and it's also this, literally the size of the batteries, the temperature in which they can be stored. All of it is becoming not only more efficient and cost effective, um, but it's also becoming more feasible, you know, as far as where you can actually house these things. So that's kind of where this is heading is that you're going to have, you know, even with the loss of net metering, it doesn't really matter because, you know, if you have um, reasonably priced battery backup, you can capture all that excess on site and then it's full retail. You're getting full value. Um, you know, I, basically just slashing your, your overall electric costs. Um, and then these, these systems are usually paying for themselves in, you know, eight years or so. Um, and then after that, you know, they last 40 plus it's cake after that. So it's, um, you know, the investments there, the, the, that's the beautiful thing too about this is that, you know, not only can I sell it from an aspect of, you know, Hey, this is, this is renewable energy is a good thing and here's why, but also, you know, Hey, do you like making money? Well, it's a good investment. So it's kind of the best of both worlds. Um, which is one thing I love about this industry. Um, so yeah, that's so, that's kind of where it's heading. Exactly. So where do you um, so where do you see um, you guys headed over the next three to four years? I mean, what what type of clients are you um, are you pursuing? Um, what type of phone calls do you want to have find you? I mean, what what sure. does that look like? What's your wish list? 
So, um, I mean, I, it's, it's a combination of a, a lot of different, um, you know, entities. You know, I, I'd say one big one would be yeah, municipalities and or government entities. Um, you have a lot of, um, you know, just small municipalities, localities that um, have goals to sort of take their um, energy use, um, you know, to a carbon neutral standpoint. Um, you know, a lot of them have lofty goals to get to, you know, carbon neutral by 2030, 2035, um, which, you know, 10, 15 years really isn't a long time for that. Um, so some of our major projects have to do with helping um, local communities get their, you know, uh, actual, you know, public buildings uh, down to carbon neutral, whether it's, um, you know, municipal buildings, you know, fire station, uh, you know, marketplaces, things like that, water treatment plants. Um, there's a lot there. So that's one big sort of aspect, you know, of it. Um, and, and also, I mean, commercial um, businesses, there's a lot of great advantages for businesses that we expect to continue. So not only do you have the 22% credit, um, but also um, there is the 100% bonus depreciation for commercial installations. That's good um, for several more years under the new tax code. Um, so we have a lot of, you know, um, commercial properties where people are, are taking advantage of this. Um, doctor's offices, um, different manufacturing plants, you know, whether it's very small offices or bigger, um, you know, all throughout mid-Michigan. So that's another aspect. And honestly, residential, um, just in it, in and of itself, you have more people than you can imagine who are very interested in, uh, you know, not only doing this because it's a good investment or they believe in it, um, but just for that peace of mind, we're finding that, um, you know, people really like the idea of being able to fall back on a battery, for instance, um, that's filled with energy that they themselves created. So power outages, grid outages become a thing of the past. Um, so, you know, I think by combining batteries um, with lower, um, you know, price per watt panels, um, we're, we're rapidly heading into an environment that, you know, the, the value you get uh, from the uh, utility themselves is becoming less and less of a factor. Um, and, you know, honestly, another thing we're looking into is um, EVs, uh, electric vehicles, and how we can supplement that industry um, as people um, adopt EVs. You know, we want to be on the cutting edge of that and make sure we can have, um, you know, uh, wireless EV chargers, um, you know, full house battery backup, um, all sorts of things to supplement that. Um, so that's kind of, you know, part of it. Um, and I have... <laughs> A lot of uh, pretty large aspirations for other things we can add as far as um, efficiency, um, mitigation, things like that. You know, one step at a time, though. Uh, we already have a lot on our plate. Um, so, so you need passionate people to pull this off. Yes, uh, that, that that sure helps. That's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing you need passionate people. How do you cultivate the passion and how do they find you? Sure. Well, um, you know, honestly... Um, I'd say that's, that there's no really easy way about it. The experience and, you know, working in a lot of different, um, you know, diverse, you know, sectors has helped, you know, being, being the kind of person that also has worked every aspect of this. I've been on the roof, you know, so I've been the technician I've you know, worked for companies where I'm taking the ditch or I'm serving tables, whatever it is. Um, I, I think it's really important that people, one, come to the table with a, the mentality that they're, you know, one, they care about it, you know, but even if not, I need people who 
um, care about bringing professionalism, you know, to the workplace. And, you know, most importantly, being respectful and inspiring loyalty. Um, and you do that, you get people who are loyal and respectful by giving that back. Right. Um, and, you know, really, I've learned a lot about how not to treat employees through companies I've worked for. You know, it's sort of, it's one of those things where if, you know, you bounce around enough, I get enough good examples or I guess poor examples of how to treat clients or how to treat employees. And I've made it sort of my goal to do the opposite, you know, treating clients with respect, treating employees with respect, because I, I really, really think that, you know, yes, that did it cost us money to pay bonuses during the shutdown? Yes. But what, well, you know, that's a monetary number we can, we can assign. However, what is the gain that we got from, from doing that and showing our employees that, Hey, we care. We want to get you through this. We're here for you. We're in this together. And, and, you know, what does that inspire on the back end? Um, so, you know, and also leading by example, that's, that's, you know, another thing and, and being accountable for your own actions. I'd say that's a big one. Um, you know, I make mistakes. The other owners make mistakes and not being above that and, and owning up to it. And, you know, showing those around you, this is how we do things, you know, um, and, you know, personal relationships too. getting to know my employees. Hey, you know, I'm here for you. Um, I mean, honestly, I would, I would lay down in traffic for my employees. I mean, that, that, that's kind of how I feel. And I can't say that, that, um, everyone necessarily feels the same and that's always necessary. Um, but, uh, but you know, when you, when you're sincere with people, um, they want to reciprocate. And that's, that's what I found. And, and, you know, I'm also teaching our guys as we go, you know, not everybody, I don't expect everybody to have this whole you know, environmental science background and schooling that I've had um, from, you know, my undergrad and everything. Um, so, you know, I try to kind of teach as we go and most importantly, um, give them the respect that I believe that they deserve, but also holding them to high standards. You know, so you do that simultaneously, I guess, you know, kind of the classic carrot and stick. Um, but that's our approach. And I, I feel great, you know, about the team we have, um, but it wasn't always that easy. You know, I've had, we've had to, um, you know, unfortunately make some tough decisions and remove people from the team that um, ne didn't necessarily fit. And, you know, I'd say one other thing, um, don't force people uh, to be something that they're not. Right. So, you know, finding out what they're good at and then making that their primary duty. Right. So, you know, they can excel all the time and not, you know, be pressured to be somebody that they're not, if that makes sense. So um, it's, it, it's a, it's a combination of all those things, you know, um, I, I, you know, I don't know if there's, if there's really, I, I'm sure I can continue, but I would say that's probably the bullet points of, of what we've, you know, what our approach has been um, to create the team we have, which we have a tremendous amount of confidence in. So, so to so to start winding winding all of this around to a, to a close, um, how do people how do people find you? You know how do and how do they approach and how do you want them to approach if they're employees, um, and then you know with clients or prospective clients, how do you want people to find you on both of those? Right. Um, well, I mean, uh, be honest. You know, majority of our business still um, is generated through referrals which is why I, I never stop kind of reminding everyone that, um, you know, how you treat everybody, every single client on a daily basis is extremely important. 
you know, uh, we do it because it's right. But also, honestly, I mean, we get a lot of referrals. That's how people find us through friends, family, um, maybe uh, their faith community. We've done, you know, a lot of, um, you know, uh, faith uh, community installations, different churches in the area, the Islamic Center of East Lansing across from campus, University Lutheran across from campus, Grace Lutheran in Lansing. You know, so um, these these local communities um, and then also just friends and family word of mouth. Um, that's been a majority of it. Um, so that's usually how they find us because they've, you know, what I've learned my time and what I've heard from many clients is that there are a lot of contractors out there that are going to view people as a dollar sign, you know, and that's how they treat them. Um, and so when people actually are treated um, on a personal level with respect, boy, does it resonate. And then they want to, they want to tell everyone else about you. Yeah. Um, so, so what's your website? Um, so that it, it uh, absolute uh, solarpower.com. Um, if you're interested in solar or asinspect.com is, is the main page, main homepage. Um, you know, so that's a lot of people, you know, we'll get people finding us through Google. Um, you know, we're, we are working on a rebrand right now to, to, uh, um, kind of increase that marketing arm. Um, but I never want to give up the fact that, you know, referrals are a big part of what we do, because if referrals continue to be a big part of what we do, that means we're doing something right. You know, if people want to stick their neck out and, um, give us a reference and say, yes, call these guys. You know, people don't do that for their friends and family unless they think they're going to be treated well. You know, so I, I, I intend for that always to be a, a staple, you know, of our business. Um, and then as we grow, we'll, we'll work on branding, marketing, targeted marketing for areas that, that we believe are going to be, um, you know, the best for what we do. Um, so, yeah, you know, and then as, as far as employees, I mean, you know, a lot of times, at least, uh, you know, some of our guys recently have been um, through um, all their references, people that, hey, this guy's great. I've worked with him before, you know, these sorts of things. Um, I like to pull from uh, from my undergrad, too. You know, obviously, I went to MSU, so we have people from there. Um, and, that, and then I take a, I make a point to interview everyone and, and, and try to get a sense of the person and make sure that they would be a good, cohesive member. Um, because to me, it's I want every single person every single day, you know, happy to be um, looking over their shoulder at the guy standing next to him, you know, you, you enjoy, you enjoy work every day. And, and I know I do. And, and I really believe that our whole team does, you know, we're really happy with, with where we're at. That's great, man. I appreciate you um, making the time. I appreciate you making the time to stop and, and uh, share, share with us for the net or for the last 45 minutes or so. Um, if people want to reach out to you, it's absolute solar power.com and that that'll get you the contact information to find Mm -hmm. Rob or Dan or Jared or, um, whoever, whoever you need to plug into. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, um, in particular, I'd like to, um, just, um, you know, just, just say, thanks. We do, we do, um, what we can in the same, in the same light as you with qualitative reach. It's, it's really important for me to be able to pull in people that, um, are top of the world in the way they conduct their affairs, the way they conduct their relationships. Um, all of the guests that come in here, um, are at a, at a certain, at a certain, um, at a certain level of character, you know, a very, very high level of, of character. And it means a lot to me to have you, 
you know, take time to sit down and, and chat. And as this, you know, just as you, you plan on your, your growth with the growth of this, um, yeah, it, it helps, you know, it helps hold the family together. And, uh, as, as time goes on, we'll work on ways to maybe better leverage, you know, better leverage the relationships for people who are coming in here. And so I, you know, I appreciate you taking the time to come on in. Absolutely. Well, well, thank you, Todd. I loved uh, sitting down and kind of chatting with you. I'm happy to do so. Appreciate the opportunity. And, you know, thanks for thinking of me. I've, I've, I've enjoyed talking to you. Great. Thanks a lot. Have a good weekend. Thank you. Just sing a song and think about sunny Tell me, me. Bum, 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 bum